And straight away, let's get an update on the situation with the arrival of uh, refugees coming in from Ukraine. I'm joined by Sean Boyce uh, from Friends of Ukraine. Good morning to you, Sean. Good morning, Alan. Can you give us an update, please, Sean, on what's been happening since you and I last spoke, particularly when it comes to accommodation and the number of people arriving in from Ukraine? What's been happening, Sean? Yeah, I suppose, Alan, we've we're, we're, we're got 22,000, in excess of 22,000 people in the country now. Um, the, the flow of people is continuous up to this week. Uh, we had uh, 55, again, there on Monday arriving into Australia Europe. We do have a bit of a break now due to Stenline changing their ships around, but we are expecting a larger influx then. Uh, a week on Thursday when sailings do resume into Ross there. But I suppose we're, we're at capacity. Um, we did have people sleeping in St Mary's Ross there up until last Monday. We did manage to find, in, in conjunction with General Mackey there from Wexford County Council, we managed to find some accommodation locally due to the goodwill of people with holiday homes, etc. But unfortunately, we are expecting that facility to be used again in the very near future. Uh, all hotel beds, etc., are maxed out, and and we are very much a crisis point, I suppose, Alan. So, when when people arrive now, what's happening to them? Because I, I know what, in the early stages of this, they went up to the, the one of the local hotels. You had no difficulty finding accommodation. But what are you faced with now when people arrive, uh, uh, Sean? Yeah, we have we have three hotels in the immediate area of Rosler Harbour, which are at maximum capacity. We also have people staying in Hookless Village and in various locations around the county. We, we're finding beds uh, on, on a one and two and three bed basis now. Uh, we do have single males which which share uh, you know twin rooms and things like that. But a lot of people are being sent to City West Hotel where there's a dormitory style temporary accommodation, and then they're very very slowly filtered out. But there is a a huge blockage in the system, I suppose, Alan, in that there has been a lot of pledges of accommodation to the Red Cross, and there's a lot of difficulty there in those people. Um, having their pledges taken up, and I'm not sure I, the exact criteria that uh, are being used for those accommodations offers, but it, it seems to be quite strict. I have a lot of people calling me in the last couple of days saying they've had no call from the Red Cross, or they've had several calls asking them the same questions, but still nobody, you know, sending them people to stay with them, and they're very, very happy to accept people. So, so there's a big block, and it's very, very slow at the moment, and people are becoming frustrated that have pledged houses, but even more so the Ukrainian nationals themselves are becoming frustrated because they're staying in these hotel and dormitory style settings and they really need some more structure and a little bit of an idea of what's going to happen going forward. And what has happened when it comes to some of them getting into the workplace? Because I've, I've heard on a positive, on a, a, on a positive, or in a positive vein, I've heard that some have actually sought and gotten employment in County Wexford and beyond. Absolutely. Even even in, in the environs here in Rossdale Europort, we've we've had people start with some of the shipping companies and the local supermarkets. So, and and you know they really do want to work. So we do have had we have had several success stories, Alan. The, the kids are getting settled into the schools and into the creches and preschools, and people are finding work. So. That's where our focus really is, is, is assisting them to get into the local agencies and, and working with other NGOs to, to bring some structure to people's lives. But um, having said all of what we've said, they are very, very happy with the welcome they've got in County Wexford and they're, they're very, very humble and thankful people and, and we're receiving some great feedback from them for, for, for the efforts that are happening within County Wexford and, and the Irish people. And bearing in mind what's happening when it comes to the atrocities, the people that are coming in, where are they coming in from? People have been asking me that, can you, without talking about them individually, are they coming from places like Mariupol, are they coming from Buka, are they coming from the places that have seen uh, the world the world focusing in on the not just the humanitarian disaster but the criminal one? 
Absolutely, Alan. We've, we've people coming from all over Ukraine, in particular Haryupol, Kharkiv, uh, Kiev region. Not so many from from the likes of Lviv and places like that. People tend to be staying in Lviv where it's relatively safe. But we have had a lot of people, and, and the longer it goes on, we, we seem to be getting people from you know, the most affected areas. And we won a uh, chap staying with us lo- locally with his family. And, you know, he, he was showing me videos the other day of his house and it, it's completely destroyed. And, um, you know, very, very sad situations. But uh, it's horrendous what's going on. And, and they say they're really happy to be here in Ireland and really happy to be in Wexford, you know. And how are you holding out financially? Because as I promised you, any opportunity I get and any politician I talk to, I, I, I just mentioned to them the fact that you, you have been existing basically on private donations and fundraising. Is that still the case, Sean, many weeks into this? Or has there been any form or any trickle of financial support coming from government circles? Alan, we're still in the same place we were from day, from day one when I spoke to you and all through this. We now spent uh, €36,000 on, 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 you know, underwear and toiletries and on the very basic needs. You know, we're very, very, um, you know, careful with the money that people are giving us. But it is all voluntary. Minister Joe O'Brien is visiting today, so we'll be asking him. And, and uh, like yourself, Alan, any minister or official that we can find, we're asking and calling for money. And I suppose the point I'm trying to make, Alan, is that Gloucester Harbour and Wexford is different to ne- than every other community in the country because we are a community at a point of entry. And I think that point is being missed because, yes, everybody needs financial assistance because we have more people coming into our communities and placing pressures on our services. But we're different. And I think it's very fair and, and a very simple thing to offer somebody who has travelled up to a month in some cases. They come into Rosdale Europort and we're giving them, you know, a, a new pair of underpants, a new pair of socks, a cup of tea and a sandwich and a bag full of essentials to begin the next part of their journey. And I think that's a very fair and, and you know, simple thing to offer somebody. So why shouldn't the government support us in doing that? If they think it's the wrong thing to do, we'll come out and tell us it's the wrong thing to do. But we as a community think it's the right thing to do. We'll continue to do it as long as people are able to help us financially. But it's all voluntary and we need state funding. And as a matter of interest, what level of money do you need to do what you need? Are you talking about thousands here? Are you talking about tens of thousands? What what do you need, Sean, to do what you need to do? As you say, there are special circumstances in Ross there because it's a point of entry. So uh, what, what, what are you talking about financially? It's definitely in the tens of thousands, Alan. There we are, as I said, we've we spent 36,000 in five weeks, and, and we haven't been frivolous with that spending at all. It's all been essential stuff that people need, right. and people are happy to receive. So it's, it's certainly in the tens of thousands, and I can't understand why, why there hasn't been funding you know, allocated to, to groups like ourselves, or an account set up in one of the big department stores that have been so good to us. If they don't want to give us cash, set up an account and let the government pick up the tab. It's very simple as I see it. Yeah, right. Okay, uh, and uh, that 36,000, does that come purely from fundraising and private donations from people in County Wexford and beyond? Purely from financial donations. A, a very, very generous um, man, businessman who wishes to remain uh, anonymous had a mean envelope yesterday even with a thousand euro in his cash because he wants to help. The Rotary Club have been absolutely fantastic in Wexford as have the Lions Club, who have spent, you know, a similar amount of money. Uh, they, they've asked us what people need, and we've directed them in the right way. Uh, there's buckets in, in Murphy Supervalue in, in Roster Harbour, several sporting organisations, several, uh, you know, community organisations. Kids are, are making buns and lemonade and selling them in, in, in our lacoon there in Wexford and giving us the €300 Euro they've, they've saved. So surely that can spur government on 
you know, if the kids in Lifton States around County Wexford are able to give us a few euros, why can't government step in and match that? 